This is Joe Basso with Music Radar, the place for music makers. I'm speaking with drummer Matt Sorum. Matt, how you doing? I'm all right. A little rumor's going around that you might join Oasis. What is this? Really? I saw it on the internet. I wasn't asked. And I really like that drummer they have. I think it's Ringo's kid, right? It, it, well, it was Ringo's kid. Zach Starkey. He, he just left. Where'd he go? Back he, to the back Who? Back to the Who. Oh. So. Well, God, they haven't called me. Maybe they don't have my number. If you were asked, <laughs> what would you do? I really love that band. I don't know. Maybe I could go out on tour for a little while. Who knows? Yeah. Call me. My number is... <laughs> <laughs> What is the status of Velvet Revolver? What progress are you guys having with the new lead singer? We are looking. You know, we are actively looking. We rehearsed uh, for a couple of weeks. We tried out a couple of guys. We have a guy right now that we're still, um, let me see, what would be the correct word? Massaging, as you will, or, you know, sort of checking it out, feeling it out, letting him work with us. Nobody you can say, of course, right? I'd rather not, just because I don't want it to get out that he might be the guy. He, he, I mean, we like him. He's a awesome. He's the, it's really weird because <laughs> Slash and Duff and myself, and especially the three of us, we were kind of like, wow, this guy shows up to rehearsal on time. He's really nice. He's easy to get along with. And it actually kind of scared us because we thought, is this possible? <laughs> we were like... It's not, it's not Sammy Hagar. Oh, God, he's a nice guy, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, probably one of the nicest guys in rock and roll. And a great singer. And, God, I was worried for a minute that it was almost like, you know, when you get in a relationship with a girl or a guy gets in a relationship, you know, with a girl or a girl gets in a relationship with a guy and maybe they're really, really, really nice, but and for some reason you don't like them. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. we're, I'm kind of worried that we might be so used to the drama that, you know? Well, and, the, and, <laughs> and the, you mean meaning that the drama fuels the creativity of the band? I don't know. I'm a little concerned because I kind of looked around at the guys. I said, man, this guy's, this guy's a super nice dude, man. You think we can go with that or what? Well, so. <laughs> whenever, whenever a lead singer does join a, a, a band, an established band, yeah. um, inevitably, inevitably there is a change. Yeah. If you could, I think so. If you could wish for any musical changes in the band, say, right. what would they be? Uh, you know, I would really like to see our band, Velvet Revolver, which is something that we've been talking about. We don't like to talk about the music too much in a in a general term of kind of like what kind of music should we play? I mean, we don't we aren't those kind of guys. We just get in there and, play, and jam. But I would like to see us open up and get back to a little bit of our riff-oriented stuff, which I talked I have talked to Slash and Duff about and said, "Hey man, let's slow down some of those heavy riff rock grooves again. Let's let's get back to our uh, our roots." You know, we've talked about that. I think initially when we went into Velvet Revolver, we not were concerned because, as I said, we don't really talk about those things. But we we did try to make a, a forward rock and roll album, a modern rock and roll album. And, you know, we brought in Andy Wallace to mix it. And the way we mixed the album versus how we used to mix records was a little bit more radio-friendly, uh, compressed, you know, Andy Wallace mix. But... Um, you know, now I think we're going to, you know, after Libertad, we, we, we dabbled in tones and did some things and pulled back maybe a little bit too much. I feel that record wasn't quite as heavy as maybe we were on the first album. So I think I'd like to see the band get a little heavier, a little bit more riff rock. 
and yeah, more more heavy rock and roll on this next album. I hope this unnamed singer that you're trying out and feel pretty good about. Do you think he might bring that uh, change about? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny looking for a singer now for guys from where we come from, and you know we've been around a while. Uh, the choice of singers is very interesting because I I, I, I we don't really want to come off. Uh, I don't want to say dated, but if we get a certain type of rock singer, it can very easily fall into sort of a retro rock and roll bluesy thing, which isn't a bad thing, but we're very much concerned with the fact that we don't want to come off like an older rock and roll band, even though we are older guys. We want to create a, a modern thing. You know, we want to move forward, so we don't want to try to like rest on our laurels. Yeah, we were in Guns N' Roses, and we had Axl Rose. We're not trying to go for that kind of sound. You know what I mean? We're we're trying to do something fresh and and, and different. So, uh, I I guess it's just we're gonna have to hear it when we hear it. You know, when we hear the guy, we'll all look at each other and go, "That's it." So, have you all just gotten together in studios and jammed, or have you actually done demos? Yeah, we have. Them? We what we what we did do is when we got. Uh, singers contacted us and people that we were recommended and people that came through different sources we'd send them a couple tracks of instrumental tracks and what we did initially was have them sing on the music and then send back the tracks so we could really weed out a lot of people right right away you know just like no yeah no you know so that's kind of what happened there and then we would bring the guys from that point into the rehearsal room and then you kind of get a feel for who the guy is as a person, you know, what's his demeanor, all that. Right, right. Pretty initially, fairly quick. I mean, we're all human beings. We all kind of can intuitively yeah, s- yeah. pick a person's vibe out, you know, pretty pretty quickly. So uh, one particular guy came in, and he, he didn't last much more than a couple of songs. Oh, wow. Okay. But uh, I want to say who that is because, he, you know, he's great for what he does. He's made some records. And- Sammy Hagar. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny. We were jammed with Steven Tyler. Me and Slash were doing this thing for the Map Awards, and Steven got up. And I looked at Slash and I said, "God, wouldn't it be great if we could find a guy like him? <laughs> He's pretty good." And Steven Tyler looked at me and he said, "That's not a bad idea." I said, "Come on, man. You know you're going anywhere from Aerosmith." Well, at least you wouldn't have to worry about being the old guys in the band then. Yeah. You know. Fuck, he's still good, though. I tell you, that guy can sing. On your website, there is a message that you wrote in March, and I guess it was right when Scott left the band, and you were very polite, and you wished him all the best. But since that time, there's been a bit of a war of words in the press between the two of you. Hmm. What, What happened there? I think I actually, before we got into a little wordy thing... But initially, what I've said before is when I, when he went, in, when we were in Glasgow, Scotland, he got on stage and made a rant about Velvet Revolver's over. Well, I took that very personally because me and Slash and Duff were had that band two years before he came along, and he yeah. he claims that it was his name and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, we came up with the name Revolver. He added Velvet to it. Well, it's half of ours, half his, whatever. But. Like the, um, new, the new originals. Yeah, well, you know, we worked for a long time before we got Scott. And, you know, we weren't going to just say, hey, Scott's leaving and we're going to break up. That, you know, we, yeah, yeah. no, uh-uh. So, you know, when he said that on stage, I was pretty upset and went back to my hotel. And I sat down and I wrote a blog on my website. 
you know, I, and I, I was really felt at that time that I wanted to do damage control, and I felt bad for the crowd. And uh, to be honest with you, I was really sick of dealing with it, the, yeah. that kind of attitude, and I've been doing it my whole career, just kind of sitting back and letting these guys get away with fucking murder. And I just said, yeah, fuck this shit, man. I'm going to get on the internet, and I'm going to write some stuff and to my fans that are also, my fans too, they're not just his. Yeah, yeah. And I said, look, I'm, you know, I apologize for some people's behavior. You know, it's not the band. I didn't want them to think, you know, not that we ever really took blame for it, but I didn't want the fans to think that we were just going to lay down and play dead. Right. And I said, you know, everyone knows who fault it was. It was very apparent who was up on stage being an asshole. And I'm just not going to be the guy that's going to take responsibility for that. So I kind of said something, and then that got grabbed all over the internet. Now... Now, did it totally take you by surprise? Uh, it did. I woke up the next morning. It was on blabbermouth.net and all those other sites. No, I mean, what he said on stage. I mean, were you guys uh, prepared for this? No, uh-uh. We weren't. We weren't prepared at all, you know? And we didn't think it was okay. Nothing, we hadn't been okay for a little while with him. And to be honest, at that point, we were all thinking about, man, we need to make a change anyway. And at the end of that tour, we ended up letting Scott go. We had feelings about that before. We'd already discussed it. We thought, you know, we've got to move on because this is really tying us down. And we heard rumors that SDP was going out. And one day he nonchalantly said, yeah, I'm going to go on tour with SDP, just like it was nothing. But they were still going to stay in Velvet Revolver. He claimed that. Right. But... And he said, look, I'm going to be out on the road till next year. And we're like, okay, we're going to wait for a year for you to come back in Velvet Revolver. And we're like, you know, what do you think we are? Like, we always felt like we just got treated disrespectfully yeah. from him. And for the amount of places we've been and what we've done in our career and, the, you know, the level of bands that we were in, we actually couldn't believe the way we were being treated. Yeah. You know, we're like, is this guy actually treating us like this? So he quit before he could get fired? I think he probably felt that he was going to get fired because we weren't speaking to him on that entire tour, right. the rest of us. We rode on a separate bus. We, uh, we weren't getting along. And I think it was a real drag for the audience, but we, we didn't want to cancel the tour because we'd already canceled Australia and we felt horrible about that, slash Duff and myself and Dave. And we like, let's just finish this. Let's go up and rock as hard as we can and do our best and then let him go. And then when I did say that on the blog, you know, the very next day it was all over the internet and then Scott retaliated yeah. very harshly. Got to a point where he got into some personal business of mine and started to sort of talk about some things that were going on personally with me that, you know, I... I uh, I opened up to him one day and told him, told him some stuff that had happened to me in my life personally, and he threw me under the bus, you know, on, on a worldwide internet. He got ready to, and he didn't, luckily for him. It's not somebody I ever want to be in a band with again. I, I don't ever want to be in a band with a guy like that again. It's like, the point of playing music, and I said this to Slash and Duff and Dave, and I said, do you remember when you, when you first got in a band, and why you played music in the first place? You know, and then somehow it became a business. It's yeah. like it's like when the fuck did that happen? You know, it just gets like to be like this this thing that becomes like kind of a drag sometimes. So we had 
when in this this run, the next Velvet Revolver, we're going to be very very careful about who we pick as a frontman. You know, um, because the rest of us get along like gangbusters. You know, we get along great. We have our little squabbles here and there, but it's nothing. So the rest of the band is tight. Yeah, you know, we have little brotherly squabbles about stupid little shit, but we brush it off and we go back to being men. You know, it's not something we drag into anything like anybody else. Yeah, yeah. So persistent rumors are that Guns N' Roses could get back together again. Is this just is this just internet hype? Well, I'm sure it'll happen eventually, you know. I mean, I mean, I think that those cuz Axel's he's finally putting the record out soon, right? Well, I we'll see how that goes and you know I've always said it. I thought it would be in his best interest to just put it out under the name Axel Rose. I mean, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he doesn't kill the brand. Let's say the record fails. The brand doesn't get killed with it. The name Guns N' Roses. And but it's been so long now. If he would have put out a solo album two years after the last record, he, he could have done it. Now the expectation is so huge. It's so silly. Well, you know. <laughs> it's about the silliest thing that's ever happened in rock and roll, I think. It's. I mean, God bless him. I love the guy. and I can't wait to hear it. It's just like... Uh, it's, he's he's so talented that I know that he he has in his mind the right thing to do, and just like he had the right intention when he did Use Your Illusion One and Two, came to the band and said, "Look, I want to put out a double album." But you know, for this record, it's gotten like way way over the top. I mean, now it's going on what, freaking fifteen years, something like that. Okay, so let's say. Slash's phone rang, or or Dust's phone rang, or your phone rang from Axel. Would that be the domino effect? I think it would be way up above me. I probably would be the very, very, very last guy to get the call. Well, <laughs> you know, that they would probably, you know, for all I know, they probably are already, already having meetings about it. Who knows? They could be in like little. They could be in a in a in a bomb shelter right now with like Axel and Slash and Duff. For all I know, and Izzy. <laughs> Maybe Steven Adler. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's so secretive and weird and just like... And you know what? I, I, I can't sit around and think that I'm even going to get the call. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know my position. Like, fans, there's fans out there that love Guns N' Roses that still love Steven Adler in the band. And right. For myself, I thought that first album is the record. It will always be the record. I played all those songs live yeah. pretty much nightly for... Three years on the road, you know. I mean, was I integral? Was I an original member? No. Was I an integral member of the band? Yes. You know, um, would Brain be the drummer? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe Axel would just say that. Look, it's Slash, Duff, Izzy, and Brain. Wow. You know, I don't know what they would say, but I don't have it. I don't really have a voting right in that band. You know, I can't be the guy who go. Okay, I'm. (laughs) Okay, Duff. <laughs> it's you and me slash Izzy. Now, hey, you know what? Maybe I could be the guy to get the band back together. Who knows? I could go right up to Axel's house and knock on the door and say, "Look, dude, come on. You're the Ringo. You're the peacemaker." I kind of well, I've either been the peacemaker or the guy that says, "Look, you're fucking up." But I could be the peacemaker. You could be. I I have been. This could be your moment right now. <laughs> You could you could do it right here. Look, I told Axel on the internet because he doesn't talk to me. I've told him before. I said, look, I said some shit. Everybody said some shit. I'm not gonna sit here and kiss his ass or anything, but I'm gonna tell you this. I've said some shit. A couple times I was drunk when I said it. A couple times 
I was maybe they caught me at the wrong time. People say shit. Scott Weiland, everything I said about him is true. <laughs> I told this in the I said this on the internet the other the, not recently. I said I said the one difference between Scott Weiland and Axel Rose is that the fucking place was sold out every night. <laughs> There you go. Even if he was a little late, he sang in key. Thank you very much for spending some time with me. Yeah. This is Joe Basso for Music Radar, the place for music makers. I've been speaking with Matt Sorum. Nice. Matt, Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care. Okay, all right.